0: hear
1: something
0: no hmm. did I I don't know
1: hi everyone it's Amanda Nazario here I am doing something very different this time for this episode of Simpsons time through the Debugulator, and I hope you will enjoy it something that has been on my mind quite a bit is the show's portrayal of people of color Uh, The characters and, um, you know, just the general way uh, people from different ethnic backgrounds, you know, non-white, non-American, are perceived by the Simpson family and, you know, in Springfield at large and, you know, how they are supposed to be perceived by the audience uh, watching the show or not. Um, Full disclosure, I sat on a panel for a forthcoming film that talks extensively about this, and uh, I will be the first to admit (laughs) uh, that the two panels that I held um, just recently only began to scratch the surface, but I'm very, very happy that we were able to all get together and talk about this very interesting issue. Um, all five of us uh, who agreed to participate in the discussion really agree that the show has some work to do, you know, uh, in order to uh, bring the show up to a fair representation of all Americans. And um, And all people in the world, even. That said, of course, it is our favorite show. We love The Simpsons, and uh, all criticism is given very lovingly to something that none of us understands how hard uh, a job it is and um, how completely... It must suck to try to please every single person in the fan base. Um, Yeah, I appreciate that. But I also hope that people in TV listen to criticisms like this because they are absolutely valid. All right, uh, before we get started, I will introduce the uh, thought process that I had uh, in choosing the two panels. The first one you will hear is me in conversation with Gaylord Fields and Nate the K, both FMU DJs. Um, and they are of the older set, old, older than 35 at least, and so am I. Uh, and then the second panel you will hear is me in conversation with DJ Large Margin, a.k.a. John Flores, and DJ Guy Welchek. Uh, those two dudes are also FMU DJs, but they are under 35. Um, they're in their late 20s. So, yeah. We have the past and the future, I guess you could call it. I hope you enjoy this. Take it away, Homer.
2: Demand, man carl i believe you can fly boy i am so sick of everyone
3: assuming i'm good at basketball because i'm african-american
1: <laughs> go carl go carl it's my birthday it's my birthday 3 P. you got mail baby welcome everyone to this extremely exciting extremely special edition of uh simpsons time through the debigulator Uh, extra talk. I don't really have a name for the extra talk that comes at the end of the podcast each week when it does. Um, But regardless, I do have two very special guests. With me, Mr. Gaylord Fields.
2: Hi, I'm black.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Mr. Nate K. Hi, I'm not. Excellent. And uh, my name is Amanda Nazario. You may or may not know that I'm Hispanic and white. So I don't know how that will <laughs> inform your um, receiving. All of this. Oh, the white but...
2: the white man will judge how that. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. I guess uh, how we'll that just, will play out. We'll let that happen. Um... Thanks, Nate. <laughs>
2: all right, so it's going like that. Okay.
3: Let's, no, let's no. Just go into it.
2: Why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's been that way all along. You're right. <laughs>
1: We're here to talk about the portrayal of people of color uh, on The Simpsons. Um, what the show gets right, what the show gets wrong, what we wish the show would get differently, um, and you know, just general thoughts about its uh, sensitivity or lack thereof to the experiences of minority people. You know, in this giant. Uh, Macrocosm of a town like Springfield, there are quite a few people of color. Um, yeah, any thoughts just right off the bat about your favorite characters of color on the show or least favorite?
2: Well, I'm going to generalize and say that in and I find their portrayal of black characters to be not as much of a problem as a lot of other ethnicities. And I just think because there's more of a, of a spectrum of, of black characters than there are, say, Latino characters or Asian characters, whether that is South Asian or East Asian. Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, that I'll say, I mean, in other words, there tend to be a lot of black characters who are characters who are black rather than embodying a generally accepted black stereotype.
1: That's, yeah, that is a very good point. But
2: I find that not the case with a lot of other Ethnic groups as represented, and to a to a degree where I'm not comfortable with it.
1: Right, right. Nate, do you have thoughts just uh, initially about that?
2: On what
3: Gaylord said, or just in general? Oh,
1: just about my general uh, question in the beginning.
3: Well, I mean, I'll just I'll just comment on what Gaylord was saying. I mean, I was thinking something similar that if you look at there's the Hibbert family, Carl um, and Lou, mm-hmm. the cop. But I, I do think, and maybe there's room for this later, that um, the Hibbert family being sort of based on the Cosbys in a way in and of itself brings up a certain discussion of, um, you know, portrayals of African-Americans on television. Without right. really saying anything, it, it, it is this sort of odd commentary. But in general, when we think of sort of like, you know, discussing race in our country and and – you know, all of these concepts that that the conversation becomes more and more complex through the years. I don't think The Simpsons, for being a show credited with being satirical and having this biting wit and, you know, making all this social commentary, it doesn't really tackle race at all, ever. It It just sort of throws these caricatures out there, some... Much more, I would say, harmful than others. It just sort of throws them into the mix, and that's really all it does with it, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say that it has tried in latter years to tackle race um, with limited success. There was a pretty late uh, show called The Color Yellow, which maybe you've seen, um, and it's, which is. Explicitly about slavery, and it's uh, it sort of tells the story of The Simpsons um, you know, during the time of the Civil War. <laughs> I don't which think is, I've ever seen no, that. Yeah. No, <laughs> what, when, when was this? It's like
2: a season 26 I wanna episode? I want to say it
1: was a be, like between three and five years ago. Oh, so dicey. that's season 48. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, in the classic era when so much ground was being broken uh, in The Simpsons, as you say, Nate, it, it is... Uh, sort of remarkable, you know, that race is not really tackled at all. Except in the case of uh, the shows about Apu, there are a few.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, You've you just brought up the uh, eight-armed elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. It's, I mean, th- this uh, kind of discussion would definitely not be complete without talking about uh, Apu's character and why it is problematic. Um, and some of the, I guess you could call it backpedaling that they have done. With the character, yeah,
2: well, or or brownwashing or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. yeah, well, the problem with the way characters are introduced in a, in a in a sitcom, and especially an animated one, is like, it's not like someone said, "Oh, let's have a book on this character." No, someone said, some gag writer said, "Wouldn't it be, oh, we need to cast someone in as the pr- proprietor of a of a Seven Eleven type establishment?" Hmm, you know what hasn't been really broached in 1990 South Asians and the fact that they are, you know, by and large representing convenience store workers. Yeah, right. And so they, someone thought, oh, this would be fresh and funny. Of course, in, in you know, by 1995, <laughs> right. it's the stalest joke in the world. Right, right. And by the turn of the century, yeah, you, you you look at Apu and it's like, oh, oh. And then you have to go, oh, we need to make him a real human being.
1: Exactly. Um, it, as I understand it, his character was not even written as South Asian, but uh, the actor, Hank Azaria, took it upon himself to read the script and be like, oh, he's a convenience store clerk. It would be, you know, sort of a big acting choice to make him yeah, well, that's an the, Indian. Yeah. Well,
2: that's what I mean. It's not the kind of... I'm not, I'm going to use the word racism light. Consider it like a italics or something, because I don't think of a word... Like, but it's, it's that kind of, you know. I I don't want to use terms like microaggression, but it is kind of like, oh well, yeah, I'm gonna make them a- Indian because why not? You right, know, right. thoughtlessness is what I'm trying to say. Right, it's right. A, Which
1: it, is a symptom of racism. It's like yeah, yeah, yes. yeah,
2: yeah. It's not racist. It's racist yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I see what you did there.
2: Right. I didn't. race <laughs> Why are you? Do you have a problem? It's like, do you need some end? <laughs> I was just, you know, it's like racist light, racist. Oh, you know? oh, uh, oh! Like I said, it? with yeah. the oh, okay, right? Like you know, it's wait, like, wait. When you when you write it down, I see it. Yes, Thank yes, you. yes, yes, yes.
1: Um, what I don't want to just talk about Apu because uh, oh, there are there, a lot more. There's people a lot talk about. more people to talk about, but um, you know, he is absolutely the most problematic character, and he's the example that people cite most often when they talk about the insensitivity of. Uh, you know, what is in a lot of ways, uh, you know, a very free and easy 90s PC program. How do you feel about the episode where Apu becomes a citizen, um, where a lot of what's skewered is the uh, panic among the white residents of Springfield because they can't handle the idea of immigrants.
2: Well, then, I think that's kind of like the ghost of Mississippi in a way. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like, let's look at all all of America's, you know, problems with race, ethnicity through what white people think. Uh-huh. Right. And, mm-hmm. yeah, on the one hand, yeah, it's like, oh, the important thing about being a minority in America is what white people think about you. Right.
1: Right, right.
2: So that kind of shows how I feel about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Nate? No, I've, I've actually really never thought
3: too much about that episode other than it's to me it's it's the beginning of the apology tour for creating Apu
1: yeah I see it that way and
3: and you know so it's like okay he's now a citizen which means you know he's now part of this quote larger community of America so we've sort of done right by him in that sense Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm putting air quotes around all of these things you know as far as doing right by him and now we can start to build on him as just another character in Springfield but, you know, he's still, you know, he's, he's, the origin of him is still this unfortunate stereotype. Right.
2: And he's still voiced by a non-South Asian. And right. as, as is, well, here's the, yeah, that's the thing I want to bring up. If I can just go on a slight oh, yeah, go a ahead. tangent is that one of the th- problems I have is that the creators of The Simpsons are all white men. Mm-hmm. The voice artists, if, unless I'm mistaken, at least the regular ones are all white.
1: They are, yeah. Every
2: single person. That's not the case for a lot of other animated shows. Yeah. I mean a lot of time I mean, for example, in King of the Hill, there's the Native American character John Redcorn, who has been voiced by two different Native American actors.
1: That's right. Oh,
2: wow. For just for example, I mean, yes, Toby Huss does the um Khan character, the Laotian character, but um but you know, but Min, his wife, is voiced by a, a, an East Asian. So at least there's some Care to to match up, and it's important because then then there, there's someone who's saying, "Well, I don't think my character would go there." Yes, and you don't have that when you know for all his amazing talents, Hank Azaria is voicing Apu. I think it's also probably
3: I'll just I'll just do it. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and throw Hank Azaria under the bus because I think that. Well, not I put only, him in front of the bus. Yeah, right? just well. put him in front. I mean, you know, I think not only with Apu, but. In general, I mean, he's talented at doing it, but he does a lot of gross characters of a lot of different minorities, particularly um, gay characters. I mean, he, he he's known for doing the most flamboyant voices and characterizations. And I don't know, I mean, I don't know if it's just his acting style or if it's like a, it's, it's just his approach to these things, but... For a while now, I've sort of thought that there's there's an insensitivity to a lot of his voiceover work. But it could also, you know, I mean, this is something like we were brought here as sort of representing this older generation. And I'm wondering also, just putting this in there, if, if, if these are sensitivities that are now sort of new, you know, and if like him doing these things 20 years ago, did we even consider this, you know?
1: I think that that's a really good question. I think a lot of people, a lot fewer people uh, back when The Simpsons first started almost 30 years ago uh, considered things like that. When I say a lot fewer people, I mean a lot fewer white people. Exactly. Um, Thank you. Yeah. yeah.
3: No, that's important to continue yeah. To, yeah. To, yeah. to remind yeah. well, To me people back. and everyone else. Yes. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting that. So far, we haven't really heard Hank Azaria defend his position. I mean, unless I'm missing something that came out. I would assume that he is sensitive to this kind of thing. He doesn't want to offend anybody. But, you know, he continues to appear at commencement addresses doing the Apu voice, you know. Um, Okay,
2: full disclosure. Hank Azaria has left an Apu voice on my answering machine. No full way. disclosure. What was the context? Well Can he, you give partial I, disclosure? I, I can on give that. part of okay. the story. He's I was I um, I was dating someone who is friends with someone Hank Azaria dated. Okay. And at one point they were all at a restaurant and my and, and and the woman I was dating was talking about how I was I was a Big Simpsons fan. So, of course, Hank Azaria gets on his phone, asks for my number, and leaves a message on my answering machine as Apu. This and was in the, um, like, you know, mid-90s. And were
3: you happy about that? Of course knowing? I was happy. So despite knowing that of it might course, not be the most uh, sensitive yeah. thing, it, you're like, this is great!
2: Yeah, this is... Uh, and of course <laughs> it was... This so is cool. Yeah, of course it was... Oh, gosh, this is fantastic. Right. I'm Because it was also private. Right. It was not like... Yeah, I, I didn't... I mean, even though... Even at that time, I was a little squicked by Akpu. I also like the character. That's the funny part about it.
1: Akpu is very likable. He's he's
2: a very well, easy character to like, and I think that's part of the problem for me. He's like a, he's like a sugar coated racist pill he, <laughs> and, I mean, that goes down really easy. The problem with any ethnic stereotype representation on TV is not that that stereotype exists is that that's the only thing that exists. There's mm-hmm. not right. there's not some South Asian Bangladeshi guy who's just you know not embodying a lot of stereotypes on the Simpsons. If there were, then you could face that off with Apu and making a comment right. of old ways new ways. And I, and I think that is often the answer, not necessarily to get rid of characters like Apu, but to balance them. With better depictions, more comfortable depictions. Last season, they tried to do that
3: with Apu had, like, a nephew who came to Springfield.
1: That's right, yeah, and that was...
3: Yeah, he tried to, like, update the Quickie Mart and make it more of this sort of, like, hip, healthy, like, Whole Foods place. And I think at one point he actually called out... Apu
2: for being a walking stereotype.
1: Yeah, I liked that episode. Oh yeah, that was one of the
2: ones I actually saw. (laughs) (laughs) I I watch like one a year these days. Mm -hmm. That was one.
1: (laughs) Um, Before we segue into talking about other characters, I should say how I come down on Apu. Apu is one of my favorites too. Like he's really, I don't know. I I marvel at his ability to uh, handle with equanimity all of the...
3: Being shot Uh, constantly. Yeah, and
1: just all of the horrible people around him uh, in Springfield. Um, When it comes to his portrayal, I really uh, enjoy much Apu about nothing because I like seeing the white panic in Springfield. I like seeing um, Homer especially's reversal of uh, his attitude towards Apu. You know, he was completely fine to let Apu um, be deported, and then he had a change of heart. Um, maybe it's just my optimism talking, but, you know, that's something that I would like the Homer Simpsons of the world to do more. Um, Especially with
2: I, 2017 coming up. Yes,
1: exactly. Uh, so I, I did really like that whole episode. I thought it was really deftly done. Um, and in fact, I did a Simpsons time about that uh, just over a year ago, right after the Bataclan attack in Paris, you know, because because of all of the anti-immigrant uh, rhetoric that was going on after that. Um, what I like a lot less is uh, the things that came after that with Apu's uh, marriage and uh, the 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 whole story of him being married and then wanting to have a kid with Manjula and having eight kids. You know, like that. I think is yeah. They could have they could have taken it in so many different ways, but to have um, you know the person who's from a populous or overpopulated nation all like suddenly have eight kids. Is once like, again, come on, guys. I, I think
2: I think that's just the not thinking part, or yeah. just think or not not censoring. And once again, I, I this is what I prescribe because I am allowed to prescribe as a person of color. It's my turn, and that is. If there were someone on the staff of color, they would have put the brakes on that. Yes. Right. And yeah. that is my big, big, big problem with The Simpsons. And I'm and now I'm done. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> now they have no, people of color. Oh, on oh, oh, staff. oh,
2: there were other characters. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah,
1: no. I, I, people on the writing staff uh, are now of color, but yeah. I, it's very significant, as you said before, that yeah. uh, when it first started and yeah. all through the. You yeah, know, the golden, golden age. The golden age. Yeah. They're, they're, everyone was white. Yeah. Um, you, one of you, before mentioned uh, the three key black characters: uh, Lou, the cop.
2: That was that was Nate. That was
1: Nate. Um, but why would you look
2: at me,
3: racist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Lou, the Hibbert family, and Carl. And Carl, like the three that I think of as is the most. You know.
1: Well, the most prominent yeah, black characters. Prominent. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and we talked a little bit about the Hibbert family being uh, sort of the the mom kids. Yeah, they're, Co- the yeah, they're, XB's. Yeah,
2: they're yeah. XBs for the Cosby.
1: Um, what about Carl? I mean, I think that Carl is really significant because he is a guy. You know, he's a working class person, just like Homer. He's friends with Homer. Um,
2: yeah, he doesn't and, speak in a in a in one of the... Standard black dialects. That's right. Unlike right. Doctor Hibbert, who has that sort of educated, like, like Howard University way of speaking. Right, yes. right, right, yes. Yeah. That's I mean, that is a particular like African American dialect. That, that sort of yeah. That yeah. What I just called the Howard University voice. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah. know, the Thurgood Marshall voice.
1: And it's yeah, it's something yeah. that we're used to seeing on TV yeah. and, and on, in movies. Um, Carl, yeah, Carl. And I think also Lou, who is uh whose voice is an imitation of Sylvester Stallone, you know, yes. don't don't have stereotypically black voices. And you know, I mean, it is well known that cops are of all different races and uh it it's also a received thing, like on cop shows on TV, you know, that the that partners like right, the,
2: the and Eddie black white are, buddies. are biracial, yes, yes. yeah.
1: Um yeah, I mean, Carl is also not the only black person uh, working at the power plant. He's just the only one that we happen to know. Like, there are a lot of crowd shots where we see people of color working um, in the power plant. I don't know. I, I'm I'm particularly fond of Carl uh, as he tends to be consistently
2: person. characterized, and and I think that's why I like him. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, every now and then they'll create. Some wacky thing out of thin air, but it doesn't stick to him. Like it, it doesn't become part of his, his you know, book, right, as right. it were. As, unlike, un, unlike a lot of other characters where they'll just, like Ned Flanders is the great example of someone whom they'll hang a gag on him and then suddenly that's who he is and everyone writes that on him. For some reason, for Carl, it, gets, it tends to slough right off and he gets to be the Carl from season three in season 23.
1: That's right. Yeah. I mean, the the. <laughs> story about Carl that has emerged as the most prominent one is that he and Lenny are inseparable, which, you know, I find completely benign. Exactly. Um,
2: And and I remember there was, you know, sort of intimate intimations about like a homoerotic connection. And and that was actually addressed in, in one scene where it was like sort of dismissed Yes, right. Yes. Right.
1: It's their. Their. It's a, not a romance. It's a bromance. Exactly. It's like the greatest bromance of all if time. If they
2: started to take
3: it in that direction, I, I think it would be unfortunate. Just for this, not obviously because there would be anything wrong with them having that type of relationship, but it would, to me, it would open up the door for so many cheesy jokes. Like I yeah. could just see it. Like you know, if speculation started to run wild in yes. the sense, yeah, like, I, I think the idea of them having this very strong platonic love for one another is so sweet and so unusual on television and I've always right. appreciated it. And
2: yet so normal in real life.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, right, right. But yeah. the one the one aspect of Carl's character that I do love and you don't see it too often but it emerges occasionally is that he gets exasperated with Lenny yeah. Yeah. from yes. time to time. <laughs> yes. I love this ha- guy but man. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you have a sample of it on your show where it's like did you hear that? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. it's That's what did starts I? Simpsons
1: time <laughs> yeah. every single time because I just... I. I love that. I love yeah, that you boys. can have a best friend and just be completely pissed off with yeah. them from time to time.
2: Now, I want to bring up a curious thing that kind of once again dovetails into this. When you look at the Simpsons adult world, mm-hmm. you, you you do see the the great big you know Benetton rainbow. However, when you go to Springfield Elementary,
1: um, there are who do very we have? Fe- Uter? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and
2: and one you know.
1: Well, um, it's you know. interesting. Um. At the very beginning, before the show was even a show, Matt Groening uh, made it known that he really wanted to promote diversity uh, among all of the characters, all the extras. And you do see, uh, even in the very beginning, um, what I would I hesitate to call affirmative action, you know, when, when it comes to Well, well, shots well fair to representation fair we'll representation. call it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, there in other shows we would see some character that only had one line uh, always be white. And in The Simpsons it is definitely not the case. Um, but for, for reasons that I can guess, you know, these characters like Janie, uh, who was Supposed to be Lisa's best friend at first, yeah. Um, and like Lewis, who was one of a right. crowd of Bart's good friends, um, and Richard, who's Asian. Oh, right. Um, they they sort of faded into the background and became yeah. not significant characters at all. We have Ralph and Nelson and uh,
2: yeah. The squeaky wheels are getting the grease.
1: Yeah, exactly. And,
2: and yeah, and, and how do you write? How do you write funny for you know a nine-year-old Asian boy, and without insulting people? I guess is the idea. With adults, you can cookie quant it, and there's this like, oh, because she's one of those aggressive realtors, you know kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yes.
1: Yeah, but yes. I mean, you could, you could just have we a joke have about a Asian. nine-year-old boy, right, and yeah, then right. have yes, him. Be but Asian. here's the thing.
2: That's what I. That's my point. Right. That you can't. It's like, well, they, they made her black for a reason. And there's a lot of that when white people are creating television.
1: That's right, but I what I think is that they made her black because Matt Groening wanted there to be fair representation. Right, but they
2: didn't want to. And, but the writers and the people writing the gags don't either. Didn't care or found it like scary.
1: That's right. And I think yeah. that's
2: the problem. It's like when it's like, well, I don't want to be insensitive. Well, bring in, you know. Well, Hire bring in a black, black writer, guy, writer. yeah, bringing you know Paul Mooney. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> <working out laughs> somebody. That would be amazing. Yes. <laughs> yes, I want him to write black characters for the Simpsons.
1: <laughs> I believe Mark really. Wilmore was one of the first black writers on the staff. Yeah. Uh, Larry Wilmore's brother. Larry. Oh wow. Um. Any other thoughts about the Hibbert family? I feel like we have maybe given them a little bit of. Short trip.
2: I don't really have a strong. I mean, as like I said, as stand-ins for the Cosbys, they're, they're, they they serve a perp. They serve an in-joke purpose. Mm-hmm. Back in the nineties, when they, that made sense. Right, right, and
1: nineties. That's yeah. a good point. I yeah. mean,
3: when when the show first aired, it was up against the Cosby Show, yeah. so it was almost like a wink, wink. Right, nudge, and nudge. and
2: and people were actively comparing them unfavorably, unfavorably to the Cosbys, The right. Simpsons. So right. yeah, so this was their statement about that. I think it's worth noting, if I'm
3: not mistaken, Dr. Hibbert is a Republican. Yes. Yes. When they come together, and you know, there's there's the episode where they're gonna they nominate Sideshow Bob, and it's like the Republican committee of. So I mean, it's if, all the rich yes. people. Yes, they, it's yeah, Lindsey Lindsay
2: and and right. the rich Texan. And like, if they
3: are making any commentary about race, they are pushing back on you know sort of every. Uh, assumption that one might make about yeah. a black family in Springfield and going the complete opposite direction of it.
2: Oh, I want, but I want Dr. Hibbert right. to be a Republican. Right. That, but I, that I, in I, and I of like.
3: itself, I feel like is almost a type, you know, like they're, yeah. they're choosing this type.
1: Well, that's Bill Cosby too. Right, yeah. right.
3: This yes, a, more, you know, a, a moralist. A, of, a professional class that's, yes. yeah, moralistic, yes. uh, you know, so it's kind of interesting, yeah.
1: Let's talk a little bit about some uh, Latinx Yay. characters. Yay! <laughs>
2: can, can I, oh, I, I've actually I, on my way here. I've been I've been sitting on this one, so I'm sorry I, I pounced so quickly. Oh, please, please pounce! Yeah, no. Yeah,
1: uh, we bof, off mic before this started. We're talking a little bit about Dr. Nick Riviera, but there is also Bumblebee man. That's the man I was going <laughs> to bring up.
2: I e- perhaps even more than Apu, he's the character I have the biggest problem with. Okay. And it's as simple as this. Okay, for those who don't know the background, and I think a lot of listeners do, Yes. Bumblebee Man is based on a character by the, um, the comedian Chesperito, the, the Mexican comedian, mm-hmm. called El Chapolin Colorado, yes. the, the, the red grasshopper. A sort of superhero of sorts who wears this really, like, like he wears a variation of what the Bumblebee guy wears. He wears like a red tights. And the little ears, the little like dilly bopper ears. Yeah, are important. yeah, and and he's this comedic slapstick superhero. Right. And and you know it's 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 obviously over the top silliness. If you if you're you know if you're a Latino and watching you know Univision or Telemundo, whichever one this show was on, if you take him out of that context. Which was what the Simpsons did, and look, look at those, look at funny foreign TV. I have a huge problem with mm-hmm. that, a huge one. Mm-hmm. And that is how he is used. Look how, look how I am going to represent all TV that is not American TV as the the stupidest, goofiest, you know, moment of it.
1: That's right. Yeah, and I mean, it, it is. It happens again and again with the. Uh the Goya can with legs and, you know, yeah. all of all of the stuff that is uh yeah. skewered in Bumblebee Man's yes. world is is that, except for the one um uh vignette in twenty two short so, films about Springfield. Oh when, where all the w- w- calam-
3: Well but I ahead. disagree because I was just gonna bring that up because that's this one moment where you see Bumblebee Man as more than the stereotype. He comes home from work. He's tired. He's just an actor, you know. That's right. But he's, I, I, I but mean, then you could... at the end of that sketch, his house collapses.
1: Right. Everything happens in real life. That Everything is, happens in real life that, that happens to him as a character. Show, yeah. And
3: it erases any attempt to sort of make him more than the butt of, you know, a slapstick joke every time. I was almost like I distinctly remember watching that and thinking, "Oh, this is going to be so great. We're going to see who this guy really is," and then they retreat to that joke. Yeah. I think it's and the only
1: time we ever that. see him out of his B costume, yeah. too, right?
2: And, and the thing that that does to me, at least, from, as is said, and I'm, I know that I keep going here, but it's really important that I go here, is that I think it it excuses more. Look how terrible Mexican comedy is
0: mm-hmm.
2: jokes which is what bumblebee man is right especially no look how terrible mexican you know comedy is when you're not mexican yes yeah which is what the real joke of of the bumblebee man is yeah. and i find that
1: highly offensive it's snobbish yeah, yeah and, there's and, a, and a lot elitist of snobbery. and and
2: punching down and all the things that i don't like about my comedy
1: for what it's worth that um vignette was written by a mexican american writer um, and when she wrote it, she, uh, wanted, like, she really was making an effort to undo some of the damage that had been done. There is another moment when, uh.
2: You know, he, woodpeck is not the word, the yes. Spanish word for woodpecker. Yeah, Which right. is actually pretty funny. It is. <laughs> it is not.
1: Woodpeck arrow. I think, yeah, That's what, what was, what was being done was, uh, Like sort of Spanish for dummies, Spanish for non-Spanish speakers, um, so that there wouldn't have to be subtitles, which I think would have made it much less funny. Um, There is a moment that I really dislike um, in a Krusty show when uh, uh, Bart is like uh, the I Didn't Do It boy, it, he sort of causes havoc in the studio when he takes Ken Brockman's Danish and... Um, uh, but that's, Bum- that's hilarious. That, which is very <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> um, and, you know, since Ken Brockman throws a tantrum, Bumblebee Man steps in and uh, does, like, reads oh, the very voice. dignified voice. Yeah, he has and... a dignified British voice with, you know, sort of orotund... Uh, tones um, and he reads the news in place of Kent Brockman um and I think that that is even more offensive you know, it's you know kinda... why
2: couldn't he sound like um you know um what's the you know like one of the Univision guys like Jorge Ramos right exactly, for example exactly. who has a dignified voice in Spanish right and can speak English in this dignified Spanish accented
1: voice Yeah, exactly. And um th- there's another moment when like uh, you know as soon as Cut is yelled, he says like, "Oh, Ducky, I really can't I can't buy my motivation in this scene." You know, as as though when he's not Bumblebee man, yeah. he's it's adding he's, another, better per- he's this better person, yeah. right? It yeah, adds yeah.
3: another layer of, you know, Spanish face or whatever yeah. you'd mm-hmm. like to say. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: very interesting Bumblebee man. And Bumblebee man is has become quite popular, you know, because I I think in large part because people fear and uh, don't understand Mexican TV. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whenever they see it, they're like, "What is this craziness?" Um, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, Nick Riviera is um, in a lot of ways based on Ricky Ricardo. Yeah, he's definitely
2: as... coded as as a Latino to to me. He's mm-hmm. not explicitly. Latino, but he's strongly coded as. Yes.
1: Such. Yeah. I would, I would say so.
2: The idea of him being some sort of, like I said, um, I was off mic, I was saying, yeah, he's clearly this sort of like, like low quality medical school graduate from, you know, third worldish, you know, like, like the guy, like the people who go to like Grenada to go to medical school. And so that's I'm intended excited. to
3: add to his shadiness too, obviously. You know what I mean? Like, 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 this idea that he received his, you know, degree somewhere non American is even though we know that it came from Hollywood upstairs medical college yeah. in one episode, but we nonetheless, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I think Scalar is that- saying it's yeah. coded as having come from this, you know, less than prestigious place that's not America,
1: right? Um, right, right,
3: yeah,
1: I. I think it is notable, Nate. You said this earlier that uh, this first panel, uh, you know, on this topic that we're having are the over thirty fives, you know, and these then are... some. <laughs> I'm being, you know, very vague. So we you could are...
2: just say it over fifty five in one case. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are all, um, you know, I'd, we have seen a lot. We have seen. Uh, television be very insensitive I think oh, yeah. it is it's very slowly getting better and my fingers are crossed so hard you know that it will continue yeah to. it's
2: just funny watching thinking about these Simpsons episodes in a time when one of my favorite shows is blackish
1: mm-hmm. and just
2: seeing the, the some a show that is being ridiculously funny and going to a lot of really great places when it mm-hmm. comes to the for, in this case the African American experience yeah and then going back and seeing the sort of, you know, the, the, the big problems and big holes that, like I said, are not like malicious, but are just there because of the omission of, of voices, of real voices that can say that maybe not so much that and maybe try this.
1: Right. Yeah.
3: This is one of the things I was thinking about though, when we came here and, you know, being the white male here and seeing everything. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. But seeing everything through that. And Homer being, you know, the ultimate white American male in many ways. I'm wondering what you guys think of Homer and his ability to grow and learn about a lot of these issues. You know, like, I think that for as boorish and awful as Homer is, he is he's also posited as a guy who, in a weird way, kind of keeps an open mind about a lot of this. Yeah. And this is another thing I think is somewhat interesting about him. Is I think he sort of, he seems to buy into, like, he he accepts this idea in our culture that, you know, that, like, black people are cooler than white people. And that, like, black culture is cooler than, he seems to love that idea. And I'm not necessarily sure if that's, like, you know, a good commentary on race or a bad one. It's a good commentary on race. It's yeah. not a good outlet. attitude to Right, F, right, yeah. right, right, Yes. <laughs> but uh, do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. like, like... Uh, there's an episode where he's watching like a deaf comedy jam sort of thing uh-huh and there's a Richard Pryor classic you know like this is how black people drive yeah. this is how, and he just thinks it's the most hilarious we're thing. So lame. we're <laughs> so lame right and the and the jive turkey thing where he's like you gotta sass it like that's his attempt. <laughs> that's like his attempt to be you know down or what have you and I, I don't know I mean I'm just wondering I, I I thought about throwing that out there at the end it's
1: I think that, yeah, Homer is used to really great effect in in a, a lot of uh, episodes to illustrate. American white intolerance. Yeah, like
3: they throw Homer in there to to, to bounce these ideas And also American white ignorance.
1: And also
2: American white fickleness. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, He starts off many episodes being ignorant. The um, John Waters episode is, uh, of course, uh, you know, really notable for that Homer's phobia. Um, He's completely anti-gay people and then when John Waters saves his life, he suddenly is, you know, he reverses his position totally.
2: Yeah. Um, To a, yeah, (laughs) to a comedically camp degree.
1: Yes. Right. I mean, and this, it's, it's also, uh, worth mentioning that Homer himself is quite heteroflexible. There's, (laughs) (laughs) there's (laughs) there's a lot of, you know, flirting with men that happens. um, But, yeah, and and the Apu episode that we were talking about, too, is a good example of that. You know, Homer is fickle. Homer, you know, is sort of like, forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. Like, he just wants to go along uh, on this easy bandwagon because things are easy for him. It's okay for him to sell out one of his friends. Um, But then, very quickly, he realizes that it's not okay. Um, So...
2: Okay, I have one last thing for you, Amanda. Yes. So we've talked about the different ethnicities. We haven't talked about how, just getting back to you, how the Simpsons treat people of Dutch ancestry. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they d- does exist. There are a couple of examples. What do you feel about that? I'm putting you on the spot.
1: Oh, gosh. Are the Van
2: Houten's Dutch? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're not Danish. They're Dutch.
1: They are Dutch. Yeah. And they. Um...
2: By the way, I found out there really are Dutch colonies in Denmark. Like they were settled in like in the 17th oh, this century. Is, this is confusing. I now. looked it up. I was, I was so confused by that.
1: So yeah, he has a cool uncle that's from the Danish side. Yes. And his <laughs> parent, right. his Kirk is from the Dutch side. So they're saying that Dutch people are lame. Um, uh you know, I have no problem. And with there was an ena- Krusty goes to the Hague at one point, and there's a Dutch judge. Ah, um, just, that sentence. Just, can we just savor that for a moment. Wow, Krusty
3: what? goes to the Hague at one point.
2: By the way, the the, the phrase Dutch judge sounds like some sort of euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
3: give him the ah, Dutch judge. Dutch, yeah.
1: And I thought that um, I think it was. I think it might have been Hank Azaria doing the voice. I have to check on who it was. Was it
2: offensive?
3: Yes, it was a horribly over-the-top Dutch accent. It was a very
1: well-done Dutch accent, and it, you could tell that the person did his homework. Ah. Um, you know, it was like for, for crimes against clowndom, you know, you, you have been found very uh, in, in, not in but grievous. Not for nothing, but, but your Dutch accent's not so good. Come on, step <laughs> it up. This is a Dutch accent. That's the... Uh, that's the revelation that, that I've come here to say.
0: All right, here's your last question. What was the cause of the Civil War?
4: Actually, there were numerous causes. Aside from the obvious schism between abolitionists and anti-abolitionists, economic factors, both domestic and international played a hey, significant- hey, yeah. Just, just say slavery. Slavery it is, sir.
0: Yes, I am a citizen.
1: Now, which way to the welfare office? What? I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I work, I work. I am joined by Guy DJ Guy uh, and DJ Large Margin, um, whose name is actually John. I don't. Is it okay for me to call you John, or do you want to be called? Yeah, Large? the secret's been leaked. Okay, <laughs> all right. That's um, both uh, of you guys are WFMU DJs and huge Simpsons fans, and notably, you guys are also younger. Uh, Thank you, you flatter me. <laughs> you're, scenes, yeah. you're younger than me. You're y- younger than uh, a lot of us here. I think you're you know in the uh, youngest age bracket here at WFMU. Um, and I, I think that's notable because a lot of people your age uh, that I encounter are not Simpsons fans. Like, you know, they don't really get it. Um, right. But most of the Simpsons fans that I've met are... Like between 35 and 45, maybe a little bit older. Um, So I think it's significant to talk to millennials about this very, very pressing issue. You know, something that's uh, on a lot of Simpsons fans' minds, which is the show's portrayal of people of color. Um, There are some things that the show really gets wrong, and then there are some things that the show is to be commended for. Just initially, do you have any thoughts about your favorite characters of color or your least favorite do you have like uh ones that spring to mind either of you
0: um
5: there's always Um, Carl favorite well yeah Carl's I love I love everyone Um,
1: (laughs) I know it's hard to not love everyone on the Simpsons if you're Super big fan.
4: Yeah, that's what we were saying off mic. It's sort of even the problematic stuff that we're talking about. um, You chuckle because the characters that you're recalling are, you know, have problems with them, but they're they're funny, you know.
1: Yeah, and they're sort of beloved to you. Exactly. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, And I mean, I think that's a super big issue being it's it's sort of uh normalization right of uh of certain stereotypes i mean apu is the one that everyone cites as the example of the the problematic character um and but he's very you know he has endeared himself to us for a lot of different reasons um uh that don't have to do with his ethnicity but then some of them do you know because everything that he's ever said or done on the show is part of uh his character, his whole uh, duende. Um, some, yeah, I mean, just to names that I can throw out uh, as prominent people of color on The Simpsons um, are Carl, who you mentioned. Um, Lou, the cop. Yeah. Um, Dr. Hibbert and his family. Uh, Cookie Kwan, the realtor. John is shaking his head. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> um, <a> In depth character,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. See, that's it's an example of a character that is quite one dimensional. So, uh, you know, it's something that we can touch upon. Um, Akira. Oh yeah, yeah. Voiced by George Takei, um, who uh, runs the karate school, but is also seen at the Japanese restaurant. Uh, Bumblebee Man, um, and Doctor Nick. And is Dr.
5: Nick officially uh, Hispanic or Latin American? His last name is Riviera. Riviera. He has a Hispanic
1: last name. And um, I mean, whether he's white or not is debatable, but he also has an accent. You know, he's he's.
5: uh, Yeah, it's a a vague one.
1: It is a vague (laughs) one, but it is. um, We were talking about this before that uh, his Latinness is sort of telegraphed. um, And. I mean, you could just you could argue also that he is just a stand in for like the, the joke is that he sounds like Ricky Ricardo, you know, who also was a <laughs> prominent Latin American person on TV. Um, but, yeah, there you know, there are a lot of things about his character that uh, would suggest that he's Latino. Um, Bumblebee Man, of course, is Latino. I mean, that's there's absolutely no yeah. question about that. Um, yeah, I mean. I guess a good place to start for you guys would be Carl, you know, since you mentioned, you know, that he's somebody that you like. I mean, what do you like about him? What do you.
5: Uh, I feel like Carl sort of uh, views other people realistically. Like his reactions to everyone else is very humanizing. Um,
1: A little jaded, maybe.
5: Yeah, he's not. I mean, he's funny, don't get me wrong, but it's not like zinger funny. It's generally, yeah, his reaction to like. Uh, more of the mainstream characters, I feel like it's very relatable.
4: Um,
5: yeah, I don't
4: know. He seems kind of exhausted with, like, other people around him, but that might be an overall exhaustion with mainstream society and white supremacy, possibly. Is that yeah. at the heart of his character? That can get
1: That's, uh, it's very deep reading. I love that. Um, I mean, <laughs> Carl
4: has, like, five lines ever. So, you're, you yeah, might be that might be... Maybe a little too deep, but maybe not. Uh, he is, He is. that is kind of where the crux of a lot of that humor comes from, is him being mad, like, being exasperated and over it. Yeah, that's and true. And a little that's smarter, a little more, like, world-weary and savvy than, like, the rest of the people around him, especially Homer. Right, and, but and even if you Lenny. compare him to Lenny, too, yeah. yeah,
1: he's the one who always is sort of like, all right, Lenny, you know, I love you, but he's I'm going to go ro- along with your your sort of BS.
4: Yeah.
5: We'll note that Carl is also a stone cutter. Is a, hmm. right yeah, yeah definitely yeah. he's yeah, like yeah we true. all got those chairs <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: he yeah,
4: definitely is a cutter. yeah
5: yeah because homer follows them
4: most of the people at the power plant are stonecutters
1: well the thing is that most of the people in springfield period are cutters. Yeah, yeah. you know the the thing that homer couldn't believe was that you know pretty much everybody that he'd ever met was a stonecutter, and he was the only one who didn't know about it. But I would
5: have to but, revisit that, but were there other uh, people of color in the stonecutters? I,
1: I think Hibbert was a stonecutter, okay. too. Um, but, I mean, Makes that's sense. that's part of the larger issue of, you know, are there enough people of color in Springfield, you know, to begin with. Um, was Apu a stonecutter? I don't remember whether Apu was a stonecutter or not. Um, but I think I think the joke really was that everyone was, you know. Yeah. So in those crowd shots, you just saw everybody um but it's it's something that you could definitely uh revisit and and check um yeah so another character that we talked a little bit about before was uh Hibbert actually we ended up coming back to him again and again um because he's very interesting as uh well i don't know for a lot of different reasons but um as a Cosby stand-in, you know, and, and that's pretty much, you can imagine, you know, why his character was created, you know, as, as sort of a light mockery of the Cosby show. Um,
4: Didn't Reagan compare the, Sim- or Dan Quayle compare the Simpsons and the, and he said, I want American families to be more like the Cosby's and less like the Simpsons.
1: Actually, that's not, I, I it would be really interesting if he said that it was, I believe, George H.W. Bush, who said, I want... uh, Even more
4: evil than the other two Yeah, right, right, right.
1: And and skewered on The Simpsons in no uncertain terms. (laughs) Right, right. Um, He said, I want America to be more like the Waltons and less like The Simpsons. Oh,
4: okay. Yeah, I got that wrong.
1: Which, I mean, I really wish he had said the Cosbys, you know, (laughs) but he didn't.
4: Yeah. Wait, which family is the Waltons? Yeah, I don't even
5: know who that is.
1: (laughs) Um, It's a much Snapchat older Gaylor. show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, it's a much older show about like a farm family. And and it's very, very. Cosby show you speak of, <laughs> right? <What? laughs> right. I mean, what is your your guys' experience with the Cosby show? Like, did you ever watch it? Or when did that
5: go off the air? I mean, it was obviously you know reruns were. It was up forever. against The Simpsons for
1: okay. a, a for the beginning of its run. I want to say like. 94, 95, somewhere around then, um, is when it went off the air.
4: 94. Yeah, my only experience with The Cosby Show was having cognitive dissonance that it wasn't set in Fort Greene, where I lived at the time. I was (laughs) was mad young. And I was like, it's like in Chicago, right? Or it's a brownstone neighborhood. Or is it in Brooklyn?
1: It's in... uh it's supposed to be in Brooklyn. The establishing shot is in Manhattan oh. in, on St. Luke's Place. Yo, yeah,
4: I'm flubbing all these. Well, and yeah, I remember book. being confused by it <laughs> yeah, as, yeah. A, as a as a young kid. I never really so, watched it.
1: I guess this brings up a good question: uh, as somebody who, as, as people who don't know the Cosby Show, how do you feel about Dr. Hibbert um, and their portrayal of him?
4: We're in a band called Julius Hibbert. Full so disclosure, nice. <laughs> which yeah. is not. Which I mean, I don't know. It. I don't know how. Yeah, Our SoundCloud is no, we don't. Know.
5: <laughs> oh. um no i mean i like the hibberts uh i think it's funny that he's always in all of the like republican national convention meetings or like the you know the castles with mr burns um like count dracula is there yeah <laughs> right or count chocula maybe i can't <laughs> i, think it, so, I think it is <laughs> count like... yeah you can get the dracula rights but chocula's cheap um no aside from like the whole a Republican thing, like I've I've always enjoyed him. I think he's very whimsical.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
5: um, you know, he's he like knows what he's doing. He's he's doing well for himself, which is like good to
0: see.
5: Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know, before we got on mic, we were definitely trying to figure out other uh, you know people of color like making it like right, successfully right. and he's you know he's one of the few that jumps to mind. Um, did we? Think
4: of any others, Doctor Nick Riviera? You imagine makes well, not as much as Hibbert, <laughs> but Doctor Money. a and then lose it all after. Well, that's right, that's his right. I mean, this is America. Like, do you know? What I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's he could do what he wants. Um,
1: yeah. So, do you see him as embodying any stereotypes, Hibbert? Hibbert, I mean, or do you see him as bucking stereotypes? Very, I
5: don't
4: know. No, I think he embodies the stereotype of the successful. Like, it's not, you know, like, a negative stereotype, of course, but mm-hmm. still possibly harmful of the successful black, uh, uh the doctor class, the lawyer class. Sure, you know, right, right, right. white collar, whatever.
1: Right, and black Republicans. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Hyper rich, like, extremely. The Ben Carson. I mean, he's he's not dissimilar to Ben Carson.
1: Yes, yeah. right, right. Yeah. I mean, he's probably more smarter, but. but- like, hey, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> better. shots fired. Whoa, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I definitely see what where you're coming from there. I think it's really interesting that uh, people who grew up watching the Cosby show and, and are familiar with the Cosby show automatically just see Hibbert and his family as you know, uh, a parody of the Cosby Show and people who didn't necess- don't necessarily, but there is still a, or could be a, a stereotype you know sort of in the air that they that they're responding to when they see that. Um, I feel like this discussion um, is definitely not complete without uh, a pretty big uh, chunk of it devoted to Apu, um, you know, because he is the character that fans um, and critics of the show uh, talk about so much, you know, when they're talking about what uh, The Simpsons gets wrong about race. yeah. I mean, do you agree that they get parts of his character wrong? Or do you? He's,
5: you know, it's, um, Guy, Guy and I are, like, roughly the same age. I'm pretty sure we were born in uh, the year The Simpsons started, started to date us. But, uh, you know, like, we've been surrounded by it. Like, we obviously literally grew up with it, um, and everything sort of seems normal and, you know, hilarious when you're a young kid watching these episodes. And then revisiting a lot of the stuff. Uh, yeah, you see things that are like wildly offensive. Right. Uh, I don't, and you know, it's it's definitely not an Indian guy voicing him. Um,
1: right, and I mean, area. and that's something that as, or maybe you did know that. I mean, did you did you realize when you first started watching it that it wasn't an Indian guy doing the voice? Or no, I feel like it I, was it something that didn't even occur to you.
5: I feel like my family was like nerdy enough that we all like researched all the voice actors and like tried to know everything about it. Uh-huh. Um, so I was like aware of it, you know, at that age, it didn't seem like odd to me. I was like, oh, whatever. He's just a, you know, voicing a cartoon character. But, uh, you know, now that we're talking about it, it's like, oh yeah, like the staff was whitewashed mm-hmm. like forever. I don't know about now. I truly couldn't speak to the last 10 seasons.
1: What I, uh, 17 seasons. What I learned was that his impression of, of, uh, his, his, you know the whole character that he created um, was based on peter sellers's yeah uh, you know brown faced indian you know white british guy doing an indian
5: yeah so it was a white guy doing an impression of a white guy doing an impression of an indian
1: yes exactly yeah. <laughs> um, which yikes <laughs> right i mean
4: and you throw in that colonial history with peter sellers peter sellers being british oh yeah as fuck you can curse right
1: Oh, yeah. Extremely yeah. British guy. He is yeah, British yeah, as yeah, fuck. Yeah, 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 right. I mean,
4: yeah, that's a factor.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, can you think of any moments in Apu's history that are, that maybe serve as reparation or that are redemptive in any way or?
4: I mean, I'm going to go with what you guys were talking about in the earlier panel, that the attempts basically made by the Simpsons to kind of like atone or make reparations or make uh, good on their stereotypes are bumbling. Mm-hmm. And cl- just kind of make your skin crawl a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell they're trying, but are they trying hard? You know. It's well, like a little...
4: yeah. And then you know they're gonna go right back to regular all white world.
5: Like mm-hmm.
1: that's right.
4: You know, all the... all yellow world. Yeah. Excuse me. We were, all
5: yellow. Well, we were trying <laughs> to. I was talking to Gaylord earlier about. I can think of one instance that's non-verbally referring to Simpsons as white or yellow as white, but I can't think of any spoken moment where they call themselves white or call their culture white, America.
1: Uh, I think so in... What I'm
5: talking about is the uh, hand gag with uh, Carl Black, Lenny White. Len, yeah, right. And that's the only thing I can think of where they refer to someone as white. Um, I think I in
1: Nuts and... When, when Nuts and Gum appears, uh, does Homer say I'm a white male aged 18 to 55? Oh. Um, you know, I, my opinion matters most of all. Yeah. I think he does say that he's white then. But that's, I mean, that's just one time that, that it's spoken out loud. Fair um, that's
4: specifically for a bit.
1: Right, you know. right, right. But I
4: think that what that's to the point, like the stuff like that is a more effective skewering, I think, of race in America. I'm a white male, ages da 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 My opinion matters the most. Like that's funny and cutting.
0: Right. Whereas
4: them trying to do this ham-fisted, like a poo becomes a citizen or what we were talking about earlier, more like, over-the-top attempts to kind of, like, atone for um, the characters of color don't, I think, fall a little flatter than just little cutting political jokes that they have in The Simpsons that um, attack white supremacy or at least comment on it, I think.
1: It's punching up, you yeah, know, which is yeah. uh, definitely preferable. Um, and, yeah, I I agree, funnier. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, um, I said this before, but I'll you know sort of make the point again certain things about their apu backpedaling um i think are to be commended i i actually like that whole much apu about nothing episode mainly for um i don't know like the way they skewer the racist attitudes of the rest of the town i think is um uh very poignant satire um, but then they turn right around and very soon after have this whole Apu storyline um, where his mother comes to town and uh, he gets married to Manjula. And some of that is is done with sensitivity, but a lot of it really isn't. You know, like Lisa uh, looking at Apu's mother uh, and saying, what's the deal with your dot? You know, it's uh, kind of like, what? Lisa would say that? I mean, it's really... Um, I feel almost like they thought they had immunity, you know, because they were being cool enough to give up who so much of his own story. Um,
5: yeah, well, that but, I mean, that specific line was like they were pretending to be like the future grandkids, right? In that episode, yeah, like right, right. So they're supposed to be related, but so it's illustrating how like, why do you actually not ignorant, understand yeah. what you're like you're, 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 the culture of your grandmother. Right, right. But yeah, that's a, that's a blaring line in that episode. It's so
1: awful. I feel like Lisa, see, yeah. of all people, would have done some research. You know, like yeah. Bart might say that line. But <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, there's really, I think there's a lot of room for improvement on Apu still, uh, and I hope that they do it. I mean, I hope that it's in the works. Well,
5: how do you feel like? Um... That's the episode where he becomes a citizen, where it's just so clear. That's that the he, one, yeah, the yeah, much I poo about nothing. That's the same one, where, you know, he is, you know, for all intents and purposes, like, is a better citizen than any American, like, better than Homer. Like, Homer doesn't know any of the information or, like, where they are on a map or anything. And Apu can, like, recite the Constitution and sort of knows everything about it. Like, he's he's just a better citizen already before he even has his citizenship
1: Right, yeah. I mean, he's he's somebody that you would want to have in your country, you know, and not want to. But yeah,
5: like, is that yeah. enough? Just having him be like, all right, well, he is like a sharper person, but he's still in his position in life. Like, no matter where, you know, no matter how you do mentally, and like if you're a sharp guy, like that's still you end up, you know, running a quickie mart mm-hmm. just because you're, you know, the the only Indian character in the series.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's except for Sanjay. Except for Sanjay, who also runs the cricket, <laughs> like, who also right? disappeared. <laughs> right.
5: Oh yeah,
4: Sanjay was funny.
5: Yeah, and the little baby that they put out with the shotgun. Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: I yeah. mean, I, I wonder why that that could have been the South Asian child in in the series instead of Apu and Manjula's like hundred children. You know, <laughs> like it would have been fine yeah. to just have her be the um, Apu's niece.
4: But yeah, just him disappearing and then them repopulating the series with their family with Manjula is kind of like, oh, we can only have so many Asian or South Asian characters or Indian characters like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I mean, the, the world is crammed full of characters in general, um, so you got to drop people. But uh, it does seem like they're, they don't have the capacity maybe to flesh out. More than but who can only have one family? He's not gonna have a brother with kids and a wife and with kids. Yeah, you know, like right. The, well, like,
1: why can he only have one? Yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean, it just yeah, it just seems lazy. And then I don't know, yeah, maybe they just don't really have uh, the experience and the knowledge and the background though. though mostly. They couldn't think of another stereotype, right. to Like you make can't an Indian character with yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean the. It doesn't bother me a super lot that he is that he runs the quickie mart and that he's not successful at it because so much of the simpsons is that everyone is a loser you know what no matter what the business is unless you're mr burns you fail at it yeah um and his you know being dishonest and gouging people for prices and stuff is uh is always funny to me i don't know Um, I mean, I
5: think that's, you could just say that's like a business owner.
1: Right, that's any business owner, right? (laughs) That's just, that's how it goes. Thoughts about other characters of color that we haven't talked about uh, as much yet? Um, I think Cookie Kwan is is a pretty notable one. Um, She is upwardly mobile, right? She's a realtor. She's introduced in the um, uh, Realty Bites episode where Marge becomes a realtor. Um, But then she surfaces again and again as this um sort of perfectionist asian lady who has you know all the right clothes and all the right cars and um and she also speaks in an accent so i don't know i think she's uh she's definitely notable to talk about um i'm not a huge fan of the character i don't
5: no there's like i feel like she just has two repeating lines stay off stay off. off the west side yeah yeah um. Yeah, she's definitely a one-bit character in yeah, my yeah. book. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't bring too much to the table. <laughs> <I would
4: say. laughs> yeah, it's it's probably one of the the lesser, like one of the worst um, examples of a character of color on The Simpsons. Like they got it the most wrong. Maybe yeah, with Cookie Kwan.
1: Yeah, I I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, like
4: the name alone. Like, yeah. before you meet the character like <laughs> right. okay yeah
1: right it's written that way and then it's like huh i wonder what kind of voice will be done for her you know
4: and then it's the most over the top accent i mean yeah the accent is intense yeah
1: like, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah right. it's an
5: aggressive
4: yeah. accent
1: <laughs> yeah um and yeah i think that it's it's interesting that she is the east asian character um when there are east asian characters that already exist um we mentioned that richard is one of bart's friends we never see richard's parents you know yeah <laughs> I mean, that's a
4: really good point about it it's, sorry to jump in here but no um, please yeah, you were talking about that in the earlier panel, and uh, there are nominally some kids of color at Springfield Elementary, but you don't really meet their parents, who you assume live in the town. Right. Yeah, so right. what's up with
1: that? Yeah, you can see Martin's parents. Martin's parents are there.
4: Millhouse's parents are hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And they get divorced. I mean, they do a lot. They have jobs. <clears throat> like, they are really full characters, you know. Yeah.
5: You never meet Lewis's, Lewis's parents? No, no. definitely not.
1: What uh, do Lewis's parents do? I, I would be so fascinated to hear, uh, you know, what – what his whole scene is
5: yeah is is Wendell a person of color or is he just like pale is that
1: (laughs) I wonder that's a good question I think he's just he's like sickly yeah (laughs) I I think his pallor is that he's sickly um
4: (laughs) he he does have like a short afro though no yeah he
1: does does. it's something to think about I don't know um there are a lot of racists in Springfield. I think that Mo is probably the most racist oh, yeah. person. Even when
5: it was the Bears, I knew it was the immigrants. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah.
1: Um,
4: also, Hank Azaria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Whoa! Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk
1: about shots fired. Uh, what? That's a fact. That's not. That's, he's like,
4: you know, he plays. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm I'm wondering if you have any. Input about that about racist attitudes displayed by people in Springfield. Like not just Mo. I mean Mo is an extreme example um, because he's sort of like the worst of the white people in every way. You know, in Springfield, he's yeah, he's like one of the scummiest people. Mean on the show. and gross <laughs> and ugly and you know he's really the ugly American.
5: Kid gruesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um,
5: now, what other characters are? Um, this, you know, it'll pop into my brain, but I'm trying to think. Does anyone else come to mind of, like, blatantly just racist characters? Or I know, feel like subtle? Krusty
4: might have some weird questionable lines.
5: I mean, he's like a self-hating Jew. Right, well, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. But he also,
4: that. he kind of has that old um, showbiz attitude that yeah. in real life was certainly racist, and mm-hmm. they may allude to that a little bit on the show. I don't remember
1: right, that. right, the yeah. sort of... Uh,
4: just old uh, Catskills old comedian, yeah, 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 not even Hollywood, just and like... Ca- yeah, yeah, Catskills, yeah. yeah. yeah borscht belt yeah which is why Krusty's hilarious but yeah
1: i love crusty so much right
4: Same. but he is he is jewish actually i didn't even think about that before this panel oh yeah I, oh, I
1: still need to do like father like clown which is one of my favorite episodes ever yeah where, where they
4: go to think. the lower east side and mm-hmm. um see he's like hey, pop i want to be clean it's like you know, to be a rabbi yeah, yeah. it's funny <laughs> um it's-
1: yeah and i mean it's all of these jokes uh, about Krusty and his Jewishness don't strike me. I'm not Jewish, so I can't really speak to whether they're offensive to Jews or not. But they are written by Jews, you know. So it is, uh, to me, a lot more palatable. Um, I'm, I don't know if you guys have... I, I hadn't thought about that before, but if, if you have... Like, if, if,
5: like, Krusty's... Uh,
1: yeah, like, the, the stereotype of Krusty... Um, you know, and his father being a rabbi and him going against the rabbi's wishes, jazz singer style, you know, is something that, uh, something that, you know, you might find questionable. Um,
5: yeah, t- I mean, to my knowledge, I'm not Jewish, um, so I don't. It's not offensive to me. <laughs> <laughs> guy i mean no yeah, it's I'm not <laughs> <laughs> well, say ye.
4: yeah uh it's not offensive to me i guess maybe you know it's the self-hating is kicking in but it's a it's <laughs> it seems like a very well-rounded character and a real character um and this possibly gets really to the main point is like yo it's written by a bunch of probably either jewish or super waspy white guys hmm and it's comedy, which is you know a Jewish art. <laughs> you know what I mean. Whatever, it's like yeah. a lot of Jews in comedy, whatever. And um, so they get it right. He's a full-fledged character. The it just seems accurate. You know what I mean. It 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 seems like a depiction coming from a place of like you might know somebody like Krusty in yes. the writers' room. Yeah. Which um, I can't speak to how the other characters of different races come off to real people of those. You know, I can't like.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and like, and there's certainly many people of color in comedy, but they were not writing for The Simpsons. You know, like the the characters of color were seen through the lens of, you know, the Waspy or the white Jewish writers. Right. And the do they work as well
4: as Krusty, I guess, is my question. Like that, may, probably Yeah, not. I mean yeah. I think
1: that is a good question. And I I think it's it's clear to a lot of people that they don't work yeah. as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. I mean hence this panel. Yeah.
1: Like yeah. 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 Um Yeah, I mean another Racist in Springfield is Homer, really. Yeah. Um, whenever he's confronted with something that, as a white male, he's not used to, he fears it. Um, you know, notably in Homer's Phobia, also notably in Mucha Poo About Nothing. Um, but I mean, do a lot of
5: those episodes also resolve? Like, is that just like a tool to sort of resolve that problem?
1: i trying to. We'll put which, a band aid on it. Which one's Homer's sure, certainly, phobia? Homer's phobia is the John Waters episode oh, okay, where he's yeah, yeah. yeah like he suddenly realizes that this new cool guy in Springfield is gay. You know, like what does yeah. he do with that information? Um no,
5: Homer's phobia. I
4: guess. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he realizes like that the world is gay too. Like when they go to the steel mill. Oh, exactly. Of, like, keep reaching for that rainbow. Oh, it's yeah. so, so good.
1: well done. I love how that's done. You yeah. Know, he's and and then he just has no idea. It's all panic. Right. Um, and, you know, the, the thing that real, the question that emerges is maybe, Bart is gay, you know, like, what would that mean for me and my family and all this? Um, and I think over the life of the series, he's become very tolerant of gay people. Um, which, you know, it, it definitely happened slowly. I almost want to say it happened organically, (laughs) you know, like he's, uh, I think his eyes are more open now. Yeah, there's like, a. He even had an episode where uh, he, he moved in with two yeah, gay guys. Yeah, he like and, leaves Marge for an episode or something yeah, or yeah. whatever. Um, and he's ne- he's never <laughs> gay in, in that, but he's but he loves those guys, you know, yeah, and they're they, like, they're friends. Yeah. <laughs>
5: like, <laughs> he like does very well for himself in that episode. I think yeah. learns a lot. But you know, later seasons, I don't care. <laughs> 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 it's nothing to me.
1: It's not even that late. It's like season 14 or so. It's ah. not even that late. Um, they had a 14? <laughs> <laughs> there's a four in the morning now. <laughs>
5: <laughs> who, else, who else have we not spoken about? Mm.
1: We have not spoken about Lou, um, who I really like, uh, because he's a cop stereotype. He's not a black stereotype. Um, I'm, you know, unless you count the fact that uh, there are a lot of, uh, you know, biracial pairs of, you know, par- like cop Eddie partners. Cops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he and Eddie are definitely a pair. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's. He he answers to Chief Wiggum, he Doesn't particularly like Chief Wiggum. He's not particularly great at law enforcement, but he's better than Wiggum. Um, He and Eddie are sort of not even the Lenny and Carl of the police force. You know, they they work together. They're pretty. Yeah, they're professional ish. Um, I mean, Springfield police force is corrupt all the way to the core. But they're like kind of okay at what they do. So yeah, I mean, I think that. I think that he's a, an example of what the Simpsons can get right when when yeah. talking about people of color. Um,
5: I'd say he's a fairly like positive character. There's never any problems arising from him. Like like you said, like kind of he does his job. He like I don't know compared to Wiggum, anyway. He's yeah. Like an outstanding yeah. officer. Right. No issues.
4: <laughs> he's pretty flat though too. I would say, and also. Uh he's paired with another white character just like Carl. You know, he's not he's not a very fleshed out character at all, neither is Lou really. Mm. Um, but uh I don't know, yeah, it didn't really Yeah, he just it, it's sort of the same setup really as Lenny and Carl. Two right, working right. class, a white guy, a black guy. I, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that, but yeah. Well no,
1: I mean you could be going, like, why isn't there a a character who's there there's just one of him, you know, who's a yeah. person of color. Besides Apu, you know? I mean, that's there, that's absolutely a question. Um, like, who's The Simpsons' mailman? Could he be a person of color? Could it be a woman of color? I, I mean, it's... Huh. These are all things to chew on, I guess.
4: Yeah, because The Simpsons <laughs> is... I mean, like, what we're saying kind of throughout this whole thing, the threat of The Simpsons being, like, a all-white world or normative. White is the norm in The Simpsons' world. So it's like when you have... A black character it makes uh, maybe more sense in the world to have it bounce off a white foil all the time right so you can have you know some normalcy i guess in that world that simpsons world uh to that's seen through the yellow lens you can basically yeah you know i mean there's always this white guy right next to him to like bounce the jokes off of to yeah. talk to yeah now yeah. that
5: you mentioned that like uh gary the black nerd yeah, yeah. his crew is all white mm-hmm. that's uh, right yeah Kind of think, yeah. Interesting that they're all like paired up.
4: There's a lot of pairs in The Simpsons in general. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a TV show. No one's gonna be on screen alone. It's a sitcom. Like you're not gonna have somebody sitting alone, like contemplating race in America. Like that's probably <laughs> not gonna happen. But
5: You can only hope. Yeah, maybe it someday. Might be a maybe someday. It I might... mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't watch that. I'm <laughs> just saying it's not probably not gonna happen
4: in The Simpsons. But
5: and can we just mention that maybe there is a conspiracy that Smithers was supposed to be black? You put me See, up on that, man. He yeah. wasn't. Apparently it was an error. So
1: really? Thought, you read that it was an error?
5: That's what Matt Greening said. That it, he was like... He some, would say that, though. Messed he, it up. He would know, say. Maybe he was like, there's too many black people in my show already when it was just one. And they just, like, <laughs> it.
1: Um, I heard that the model came out black and uh, it was vetoed because he was sort of a toady-ish character. He was, like, the yeah. um, subservient person. And so they thought that... It, uh, it would be too problematic uh, to make him Yo, well, then a write, black character. Him quitting, like right? <laughs> <getting a laughs> yeah, better life. It, yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't know whether it was a mistake or not that the model came out that way. I, I don't know. I mean, and I believe you that oh, that I it mean, was a mistake. You know, I clicked one thing.
5: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fake news out if there. If it's though. in a book, it's got to be true. <sighs> oh
1: one black character I can think of that uh, is established in the town is the judge judge Snyder oh yeah and he um I don't think he was always black but he evolved to be black um I mean, I feel like I have
5: memories of both yeah
1: I mean now he definitely is that's you know he's he's been but a person of color for many years he started, off yellow, years. He started off yellow yeah interesting um
5: So that's two characters right there that have evolved.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they would never be able to, to do that anymore. you know that's you know, right. everyone is very, very locked into what they look like. Um, but yeah, I mean just the crazy way it used to be drawn in the first couple of seasons yeah. made for a lot of leeway. Um, a lot of scrambling, you might say.
5: He's a pretty straightforward character. I feel like there's not. Uh... Like, he serves his function just as, like, the judge. Um, He doesn't really have much of a backstory, right? He
1: doesn't. I mean, I think that they're building, I mean, as they do with all of these minor characters, they're building him, um, you know, backwards uh, or retroactively, you know, giving him some story. Uh, There's one episode, season 13, that I can think of where... uh, Homer and Bart, as punishment for Homer being a bad parent, have to be really tethered together. Yeah. yeah, and it's not it, the reason why that happens is because Judge Snyder had to go on vacation like yeah. right before Isn't the sentencing. Judge
5: Judy or something. And that yeah, and the, ju- the Judge or, Judy
1: stand-in, yeah. Judge Constance Harm, did it instead. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, but Judge Snyder was the sort of kindly avuncular judge, you know, the one that would have let them all off scot-free He's like used
5: to the springfield shenanigans yeah exactly
1: he said uh, <laughs> you know boys is will be boys constance you know. harm really <laughs> yeah that's okay. her name jane kaczmarek who i think is so funny um is the voice cool um yeah i've somebody i guess we only talked about a little bit was akira um who there's an yeah.
4: episode where they go to tokyo too which is um a minefield of yeah. that's right, jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: and I mean, sort of d- Japan jokes, you know, like this is the panic of a white American going to Japan, and you know, how different everything is. So different, so different. Is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I
4: actually saw a really good meme from that episode, that's a whole nother show, The Simpsons, uh, the effect on meme culture, but anyway, there's oh a, my god, yeah, yeah it's crazy. And, that's but, the next one, yeah, there was a good one where it's that, um, where Homer keeps walking through the uh, paper door, you know, the like. Yeah, the, uh, the screen Sliding doors yeah, yeah screen yeah. doors um he just keeps walking through them and it just says when you have no concept of white privilege and you don't care and it's just him walking through ah that's the great door. I love that but
1: yeah yeah and I, I also like the- <laughs> there was one thread on that Facebook group which all of us know um do we what the Simpsons shitposting. Ooh, wow. You don't know it? Oh, it's so good. It's, uh, those out.
4: words means I know what shitposting and I know what the Simpsons are. I can, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a
1: Facebook group that um, it grew so big that it was hacked once or twice, and so now it's Damn. been rebuilt. But it's it's worth a look. I don't I don't recommend joining it because your entire feed will be Simpsons mean. But oh, um, hmm. uh, maybe for a second. But yeah, no, yeah. I I look at it every couple of weeks, and it's always really funny. But there was one thread of. Uh, Describe America in a Simpsons meme, and so many of them were funny. There were uh, ones of Homer sinking in quicksand while giving the double finger. Um, (laughs) There's one Homer wearing his giant, you know, orange cowboy hat and holding an air horn at the same time. Um, You know, just great stuff like that. Uh, Yeah, like when you don't care about your white privilege, that's that. is a phrase that could sum up Homer's attitude, uh, a lot of people in Springfield's attitude, but also a lot of comedy writers from the 90s attitude.
4: Um, and the 2000s. And the 2000s. <laughs> and, right now. and right now. Yeah.
1: The 90s in TV is often held up as something, as an era that was very uh, progressive. And...
5: Golden Girls. <laughs>
1: right? That was eighties.
4: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Golden Girls was so progressive, so woke. <sighs> so good.
1: <Sorry. laughs> um The 90s w- is held up as some as an era that was quite progressive. Um and The Simpsons is seen as progressive. But is it really? I mean, when we see missteps, you know, like the ones that we're talking about now, um, you know, we realize that maybe it wasn't so much. Um, And there's there's room for it to correct those things. Does that make any sense, what I just said? (laughs) I'm sorry. No, I
4: mean, I, uh,
5: I really can't speak to what they have been doing. I don't know if they've, like it together, or started trying to correct any of these errors mm-hmm. in like the last, you know. I
1: think they are starting to.
5: By their 40th season, they'll have it together. Yeah, I think,
1: <laughs> I think that they really have a responsibility to, and I hope that they do. I would be very disappointed at this point if they did. I mean, you did know? you
5: guys in the earlier panel touch on the current diversity of the writing staff for the Simpsons? If we were we looking did, at a photo yeah. uh, of like you know season four and it's like a white fence. It's
4: like that Mike Pence meme where it's like Mike Pence's is Ray uh,
1: Right, right, or Paul Ryan's interns. Yeah, that's like, who it oh, was, Paul Ryan's. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. People. Right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. I mean, that's up until, you know, pretty late in the classic era, it was a white fence. Um, and yeah. they are doing things to remedy that. Now they, they have been, you know, since then, doing things to remedy that, which is great um, because that's the only way that it can change. You know, like if a joke is made... Um, and yeah, I mean, I think we were talking about this earlier, you know, like if, if a joke is made, um, and there's nobody around to say I'm offended by that, you know, because I'm of the group that is, is being made fun of here, then it'll just go through, you know, and if there's no, like nobody on the censorship board is of that group either. Yeah. Um, so.
5: It's also Fox. And, and it's like Fox yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: but that's another reason why The Simpsons you know as a liberal show a progressive show really essentially you know it's, if it's us against them they are definitely on the side of us you know is so cool and subversive you know like they, they are on, on Fox and <laughs> they will continue to be on Fox because they're one of the most popular shows on that network yeah. Um, so yeah their responsibility is very great and uh, I hope that, you know, in this coming age, which none of us, you know, are looking forward to and all of us, you know, are fighting against, um, they have their hearts in the right place and they do, you know, the right patriotic thing. Yeah. You know what I mean?
4: <laughs> yeah. My thought when you are were you know, talking about if they're, they should be counted as progressive, mm-hmm. um, I think the best example of them being progressive is their politics which you can pick up on from the writing which are liberal and just sort of anti-authoritarian yes. really yep. in general they're like rebellious um in a in a kind of funny simplistic bart simpson way of skating and graffiti and stuff yeah. but <clears throat> excuse me there's deeper moments of them questioning a lot of stuff that you know systematic racism but also a lot of the problems with society questioning it from a liberal perspective i think that's when they succeed at being progressive, possibly not in their depiction of race, really, um, for the reasons that we just listed in these past couple hours, is that they are a bunch of white guys that don't really might might not get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, not any <laughs> hard but... as they may try or not try, you know.
1: Right, right. Yeah. I mean, the majority of the staff still is white, but it's not just a bunch of white guys. Yeah, true. I
4: mean, not to erase any um, writers of color on The Simpsons from whenever, but you know, no,
5: and it's not. I mean. In that uh, photo of the earlier, like, season four era, like, with Conan O'Brien, like, there's a fair amount of women in it as well.
1: There are, yeah.
5: Um, yeah, In the beginning,
1: there weren't, though. That's the thing. Like, they – Mimi Pond, you know, the great cartoonist Mimi Pond, did uh, write the first ever episode, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. Um, But she left after that, you know, and she has publicly said that it was very much a boys' club. Um,
5: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Quick question. Has Hans Moleman changed color through the seasons? Mm. Wasn't he is he brown not at one point?
1: consistently brown. I right? mean, he is yeah. now brown, you know, across the board. I think that he, uh, since he was originally just a little background character, um, they they weren't really paying attention to how he looked, yeah. um, and I think, just m- of- yeah, because of that, and because the the colorists were sort of confused about him, <laughs> he sometimes comes out yellow. Um yeah. I think he's supposed to be brown. Um his ethnicity his race or ethnicity is never referred to. <laughs> like, Very
4: vague. His name <laughs> yeah. is Hans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well that's I mean it could be named, Hans, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I always thought of there? him as like a you know, super tan boca Jew, maybe like a grandpa that's been in the sun too long. That was my project. Like but that could be me projecting, you know, my future onto him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can I visit you in Boca? That sounds fun. Yeah, come through. <laughs> A Hans Moleman presentation.
5: <laughs> Start making short films.
1: Right, there's yeah. plenty of short footballs films uh, Footballs to go in your groin.
5: Oh, yes. <laughs>
1: um Any final thoughts before we wrap up? Thank you so much for being here.
5: Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just blown away that, uh, well, I don't know. I can revisit any season and still find new things that I never picked up on. And um, I think this whole people of color issue is something that I do need to revisit, like watch these all again, which I should have done before this panel. <laughs> but, uh, sorry.
1: Listen, I make it a point to never have notes when I do Simpsons. You have episode. no notes. I notice I like, that. Yeah. <laughs> so this is... You're
5: wearing a blindfold. That's really crazy. Right. <laughs> you're... I can't even hear any of you. Right, right, that's right. how
1: amazing this is.
4: Yeah, I think that's it for me.
1: Cool. Well, thanks, Guy. Any final thoughts?
4: I just want to say, on the subject, I guess, of uh, dividing the panels between millennials and non, um, I feel good in, you know, the approaching like er- era in this country, Trump presidency. Um, it does. I think what gives me hope is that I think that the world in general, but my generation included, is having a critical reading of all types of things that mm-hmm. flew under the radar. For years in this society, in this country, in this world. And it's hopeful to me that um, we can have a level headed discussion of the problems with some of our favorite parts of American culture and not and still celebrate it and still laugh at the Simpsons. Um, that's hopeful to me that, you know, uh, it just seems like a lot of facets of culture are re examining their problematic histories. And that's good. And that's what's going to get us through all this bullshit. Yes, absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, th- that's very well said. Um, you know, even though we are questioning a lot of The Simpsons, we do it because we love The Simpsons. I mean, every single person that has ever appeared on this podcast, you know, is just such a passionate fan of it. Um, and, yeah, the, you know, it is it is important that things we love and have always loved not be uh, immune to criticism of this type. Um, and I agree with you, Guy. I think that it is, uh, you know, I, I feel like saying a silver lining is maybe too uh, too optimistic too optimistic. But it is uh, a good aspect of of this whole crisis that we're in. You know, that we um, push ourselves to do this.
4: And so. in some ways, you could be like, well, we. This isn't really anything new, but it's like every time, pretty much in this country's history, we've elected like a white racist demagogue. You know what I mean? But now we're upset about it. Yeah. Maybe that's telling. Even yeah. though Trump is a particularly crazy character. Um, yeah. <laughs> now yeah, that I'm I curious. just threw that truth bomb at them.
0: <laughs> whoa! Whoa! <laughs> yeah, well, hot yeah. take. Hey, hot take. Every president is racist. <laughs> Think about
4: it. Two months ago, Santa's little helper paid a booty call to my purebred poodle, Rosa Barks. (laughs) And he had his eyes on her prize. I'm going to drop that analogy now.
1: That's it. I would like to publicly again thank Gaylord Nate. John and Guy for being such awesome guests and you dear listener for being such an awesome uh, payer of attention to this crazy podcast it was a long one today um, and there will be a couple of weeks off after this Uh, I'm going to return to podcasting land in January 2017. Woo! In the meantime though while you wait for that, apropos of the theme of this particular one, you can look at a couple of more recent episodes uh, including My Pods and Broomsticks, which I happen to like a lot, uh, which deals with a Middle Eastern immigrant family moving to Springfield and being accused of being terrorists, Um, and also The Color Yellow, which is about uh, the family Simpson in the time of the Civil War, and I think I mentioned that one during uh, one of the panels. There's also the matter of uh, Aunt Patty's baby, Ling, who comes from China. Uh, And, yeah, the episode where she is adopted is another great one. In the uh, more recent Simpsons era realm, and all of them are very germane to the discussion that Uh, all of my fine panelists and I had. Well, suppose that's it for now. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next time. Don't forget, you can listen to Nazario Scenario on Thursday mornings from 9 to noon, and the playlists for that can be found at wfmu.org slash playlists slash an. Bye!